0: you have to account for your own journey at your own time. Um, So I think I'm finally in a place where I'm a bit more comfortable with, hey, this is where I am right now. My success isn't measured by someone else's. Mm -hmm. Um, And it takes a certain level of faith, period. Faith in yourself, a spiritual faith to get you. There have been so many times where I didn't know how I was gonna pay my rent at the glamoratory and you know not giving up you know when you feel like you're walking in purpose and finding that purpose and whatever you're doing i've never seen something with purpose still
1: welcome to the friends and beauty podcast a safe space for ambitious beauty industry creatives to have real talk get real answers and practical tools to grow their businesses my name is aquia robinson and i'm a makeup artist beauty educator and the creator of friends and beauty I created Friends in Beauty to support like-minded creatives, just like you, on their quest to connect, network, and build genuine relationships within the beauty community. Join me every week as me and my special guests reveal the keys to success and longevity in the beauty industry, and most importantly, have fun while doing it. You ready? Hey, what's up? It's your best friend in beauty, Aquia Robinson. Welcome back to another episode of the Friends in Beauty podcast. I am so happy to have you here with me and I hope you're listening to this episode in high spirits and in good health. If you are a friend in beauty, I welcome you to join the Friends in Beauty Facebook community. If you're looking for a community of like-minded, ambitious friends in beauty to virtually connect with, network and share resources, then click the link down below in the show description to join our community And I'll be there to welcome you with open arms. Also, follow Friends in Beauty on all social media platforms at Friends in Beauty. What I like to do is something called the Friends in Beauty Friday feature, where every Friday I spotlight a different friend in beauty and their accomplishments. So no matter how big or small you think it is, I want to shout you out. I want to send you some good vibes. So all you have to do is use the hashtag FIB Friday feature, tag Friends in Beauty on something that you have accomplished, and I'll share it with the community. Additionally, the friends and beauty podcast is available on several platforms we're on apple spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, google youtube you name it and whatever platform you are listening from right now i just want to say thank you so much for tuning into the friends and beauty podcast i truly appreciate you so much and i would love it even further if you took the time to leave a five star rating a review a comment a like a share a subscribe or something to let me know how you feel about the friends and beauty. Beauty podcast. I would absolutely love it. And also, I have to tell you that you should join the Friends in Beauty mailing list tribe if you haven't already, because they are the first to know about all things Friends in Beauty. And I send out different business resources, tips, and advice throughout the week. So if that's something that you're interested in, the link for that will be in the description as well. And last but not least, the most important thing is to share the Friends in Beauty podcast with your other friends in Beauty, your family, your friends. Anybody that you think could benefit from the information that is being shared, share, share, share a way to help me grow the Friends and Beauty community. Now on this episode of the Friends and Beauty Podcast, I welcome Mimi J to the Friends and Beauty guest chair. Having over a decade of experience, Mimi has built a great reputation in the beauty world and is a well sought after makeup artist and entrepreneur. She's worked and been featured on popular television shows on networks such as Bravo, VH1, Oxygen, WeTV, Aspire, and Lifetime services, celebrity clientele, including Angela Simmons and Kenya Moore, and has been published in major publications such as Essence, E! News, and InStyle. As a beauty influencer, Mimi has been a brand ambassador for companies like Colgate, Shea Moisture, and Strength of Nature. She has consulted entrepreneurs in major brands such as Design Essentials and Hype Hair on social media and branding. Mimi is also the owner of the vegan and cruelty-free makeup line and artist agency, The Glamatory, and is the creator of GrindPretty.com, a membership community and subscription box for women entrepreneurs. She is a graduate of Clark Atlanta University, holding a bachelor's degree in marketing, a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and a mother of one. As you can see, Mimi has a lot going on and I was so excited to sit down and have this chat with her. In this interview, Mimi shares openly about the not-so-pretty grind of entrepreneurship, the internal battle of shutting down the Glamatory during the COVID-19 pandemic, how she's able to sustain running multiple successful business ventures, advice on choosing collaborations wisely, the power of community and relationships, the importance of mindset and having faith, what's next for the Glamatory, and so much more. I had such a great time finally meeting and chatting with Mimi. This was really such an uplifting and inspirational conversation of just pushing forward, building mutually beneficial relationships, and just remaining mentally tough. I really enjoyed this so much, and I know you will too. Get your bucket ready to catch all of these gems, okay? Let's go ahead and jump into this conversation with Mimi J. And if you'd like to watch our beautiful faces, then tune in on YouTube. Enjoy.
0: Welcome to the Friends of Beauty podcast, Mimi. Thanks, Aquia. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yes, it's an
1: absolute pleasure. I was just telling you that I've been following you for a long time on social media and I I just absolutely love your artistry. I love your brand, how it looks and everything. So I'm really excited to like dive in and just learn more about you and your brand and your, your journey in the industry and everything.
0: Thank you. Let's do it. Yes.
1: Before we get started, I would love to start off with some icebreakers to get us warmed up and for the Friends of Beauty audience to get to know you outside of beauty. Okay. So the first one, just give us three random facts about you.
0: Three random facts. Uh, I'm a lefty. I'm left-handed. Uh, I'm a Midwest transplant. So I am from Kansas City and I'm a Die Hard Chiefs fan.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, let's see. This is this is a bad one. I don't know how to ride a bike. I know that's horrible. <laughs> learn. I grew up on a busy street, and so I could go outside and like ride a bike. So yeah, shame on me.
1: I think they have like those electric ones now. So I
0: know, I know, but now I feel like
1: the fall would be too much. <laughs> I know how that is because I know how to skate, but I want to get better at skating and be like fancy and stuff. But I'm like, that I'm too old yeah. and falling. Yeah. to
0: fall I don't remember the same way. And see, I used to skate all the time. So that one I could probably jump back into, but riding a bike, I don't know. That seemed like a really nasty fall. Yeah, yeah, I can see <laughs> that. Uh, what do people always
1: tell you that you're good at
0: aside from what you do professionally? Mm, aside from professionally, um, that's a good question. I think uh let's see outside of because that's that's what I think of automatically I I would say um I'm a really good listener like I'm that I'm that friend that all my friends and my family talk to Mm -hmm. so uh yeah I'm that person me too I say that (laughs) I'm good at listening and not really
1: like judging you listen or you want my opinion like Mm yeah there you go so I have these things called pod decks,
0: okay. and it's
1: crazy questions. Sometimes cool questions. One is a, what the heck deck? And then one is uh would you rather, which one would you like? Oh, uh, let's do, would
0: you rather? Would you
1: rather? Okay. Let's see what she gonna get today. Cause sometimes the questions be kind of crazy. <laughs> this one says, would you rather have your head be too big for your body or your hands or have hands that are too small for your size.
0: I think I already have a big head. So we'll go with the
1: big head. We're <laughs> doing it this whole time. So it's all good. <laughs> when is the last time you did
0: something for the first time? Oh, gosh, that's the good. You got you coming with the good questions. <laughs> um, Shoot. It's been so long ago. I say the last time I went skiing was over a decade ago. <laughs> um, I, I look forward. That's one thing on my list because now we catching up is, you know, we're getting through the pandemic, even though it's something called monkeypox going on. I don't know about that, Um, but I have a list of catch up stuff. Okay. So going skiing, I've never been to Colorado. That's on my list.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, I went snowboarding in February, and that That's was fun. that was intense. Yes, that was intense. <laughs> I enjoyed myself, but I fell so many times. So I was like, hmm, mm-hmm. yeah." Once you go up that lift, you gotta come down. Yep, yeah. I didn't even realize it was that far down either. I was like, "What did I? What was I thinking?" Yep, you only live once. That's so true. Yes. Last one, if you weren't a makeup artist, a brand architect, all the other, you know, amazing things that you do, is there anything else you could see yourself doing?
0: Yeah, I could see myself like my, like alter ego, if I could retire and like do something else, I would love to be a DJ. Like I love music. <laughs> I was that girl in college that was making mixed CDs and stuff. Yeah, I, I would love to be a DJ. That That's, but
1: That's I can funny. see that though. I can see behind <laughs> of the thing. Yep. <laughs> okay. I like that. Thanks for sharing that stuff with us. I would love to know who is Mimi? Like, who are you when you put the brushes down, when the makeup comes off,
0: all the glam yeah. to the side? So Mimi, Mimi is a mom first. Uh, I have a son, he just turned 10. I can't believe it. Wow. Her name is Channing. Yeah. Um, and I just I just love to be around people that people that I love, right? You know, I think especially over the pandemic, I was just before that it was just work 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 and that made us slow down and making the time to be with people that you love and care about. That's that's me. I value that over like anything. Um I am super girly but at the same time I'm competitive and love sports. Yeah uh let's see I love to travel I love to eat sometimes that's too bad (laughs) I'm a foodie um yeah I'm just at a a stage I just turned 40 and I'm just enjoying life Mm, I love that I love that what kind of sports did you um or do you play so I don't play any like professionally like you know like extracurricular like we're doing this every week but I love football uh, I love bowling, actually. I used to bowl all the time. Uh, and I like basketball, too. Okay. And track and field.
1: Okay. So how did you get into beauty? Like, what's your relationship with beauty? How did that start?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, we could go back to, I I will say this. I've always been a creative. I've always loved art from a child, right? And maybe some of it was inherently because my father is an artist, um he can paint he can draw he could sing he could dance like I was always around art growing up um and uh beauty just happens um I was in college and I just became like a designated friend to do makeup and to me it was just like oh yeah I could do it it's kind of like you know painting yeah um it didn't hit me until I got into the real world, got a real job, and I was traveling, I was like 22, 23, same thing, designated makeup artist, and one of my friends in New York was like, you're really good, you should do this, like, full-time, I was like, oh, that sounds cute, yeah. let, me, let me go ahead and do it on the side, so yeah, I just literally, I, I fell into to beauty, um, I just see it as a form of art, and I I love, like, anything art makes me happy. Nice, yeah, did you start off in Kansas City, or no no um so I moved to Atlanta at 18 for college I went to Clark Atlanta University uh and yeah I just always kind of stayed here even though I traveled a lot I always stayed here so I started here in Atlanta okay okay how was that trends and stuff back then once once I it was very interesting once I really was like hey I want to do this right um, at that time, because this is before social media, yes. <laughs> when I started, you had to pull magazines and rip the tear sheets and look at the credits and see who did what. Okay. Um, you know, it was it was uh, not as easy as it is today. Um, and I will say the environment at that time was not very um, community driven. It mm-hmm. was very crab in the bucket mentality when I started for the most part there's always some some great people that you you know you're lucky to find um but I really did for the most part have to find my way Uh, I got a lot of no's and a lot of hey yeah you know follow back (laughs) (laughs) and I think some of that comes with the territory but um I always had the mentality of one, what is for you is always going to be for you. And then two, I could grow my circle, my clientele larger at a faster rate if I'm collaborating with other people with like-minded um, dreams, you know? So that's always how I've been. And um, that's how I moved. I created opportunities. My motto at Clark Atlanta is find a way or make one. So that stuck in me. And those nose were just temporary door shuts and it's like find another way to, to break it through so yeah um that was that was a start I it wasn't. A, it wasn't a lift you up environment when I started and yeah. but I vowed to not be that person when I made it And yeah. i'm still trying to make it, but you know what I mean. <laughs>
1: What kind of work were you doing when you first started out? Did you dibble dabble in a little bit of everything?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, first starting out, for me, it was it was exploring. It was educating myself. It was seeing what this is really about. Um, I didn't, when I started, I was still working my corporate job. So it was really a passion project to see where this would go. Um, and I was doing a lot of sweat is what I call it. Uh, which you still do sweat equity to a certain extent and what i mean by that is you find opportunities that you might not monetarily get paid for but there's some type of equity in it whether it's a relationship that you've made whether you've got an experience whether you're learning something um i did a lot of that so a lot of the uh, trade trade work um, with just networking with photographers and what I, what I found out very quickly was, you know, a lot of times you make this bucket list of of people you want to work with and photographers and celebrities and all that jazz. That's great. Do that. But when you're starting out and you're coming up, you got to start, like I started looking at, okay, this is the top photographer. Derek Blanks is the top in Atlanta. Well, who's assisting him Yeah, because they're up next. Right. Um, so that's, that's how I started moving. I'm like, all right, Rob Ector is working with him. Alan Cooley is working with him. Dre and Nicole is working with him. Let me make let me make my connections with who's next. Um, and I, I think a lot of um, people get discouraged because they're going after that top person and they're not getting the response they want. Um, that top person might not have bad intentions. They're busy, right? <laughs> So I just challenge whoever's listening that feels like they're getting stuck and they're getting discouraged by getting the no's and the non-responses, try a different strategy. You know, look at who's who's your neighbor. Look at who's coming up with you. Look, you know, try those silos that are in the same lane as you and try to come up with them. Absolutely. Do you have any like highlights that stand out to you in your career so far? Oh man, there's so many. Um like three. Was, three All right. So I'm going way back. Um, same mentality. I was like, how can how can I grow? And YouTube was was fairly new. This is probably like 2007 eight, nine, maybe. Um, I started beating snatched, uh, which i was like all right let me get alex let me get you know i had all these makeup artists that i was cool with and it that's was how i came across you i used yeah. to beat a snatch there you go and that's the story of a lot of people they're like they didn't necessarily remember that it was me behind it but it was like yo i had a beat sweatshirt i had a pair beat You know, so I started a movement and that movement was super cool to me. And that that right there showed me the power of collaboration Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not always about the money. It's not, you know, and it's it's a mindset. It's like, hey, you know, even with working with other makeup artists, some some people um, have reservations like, oh, they're going to take my client. Oh, they're going to look like I said, what is for you is going to be for you. People connect with people for a reason um but i made it to where hey if i'm busy then i have a list of people i can refer you to and vice versa if if alex or jeremy are busy they're going to think of me because we you know give each other referrals all the time so that's the way you have to think and you have to move but i'm i was super excited about uh beating snatch and what what i was able to accomplish there Uh, and then the Glamatory, of course, um, Mm -hmm. creating the Glamatory. Um, it was at a time where I just had my son, you know, and life changes (laughs) completely from going from a single freelance artist moving and shaking. I could at the drop of a dime, go to New York or somewhere else, but now you have a kid, so you can't move like that. So, um, starting the Glamatory part of it was because of my son. The other part was I saw a need, um, you know, we have these suites and things like that, that, um, were popping up, but the model was more for like a hairstylist, you know what I mean? Where a makeup artist, unless you're at the top, top, isn't going to sustain paying a thousand dollars a month for a, a suite. You know what I mean? Unless you're doing brows or something that keeps a client coming back. And a lot of times your clients are want you to come to them. So you can't justify having a spot. So I created the glamatory also to be kind of an incubator and in a home for other makeup artists here in Atlanta. Um, so I'm really proud of, of what I was able to accomplish with with that. Um, my third final thing, um gosh, there's just so many, but um I I'll, I'll go ahead and say grind pretty because it was really just, it was organic. Um, At that time, I had my brick and mortar, the Glamatory and, you know, clients would be in my chair and they would ask, you know, uh, at first they were beauty questions, but then I saw that those questions started to trend towards business questions. How did you open your brick and mortar? How did you get the the money to do this? How did you grow your celebrity clientele or just clientele, period? All those things. So I started grind pretty as a blog site at first. Um, But then I thought a little deeper because I had all these like emerging women of color, primarily on brands, reaching out, saying, hey, can you wholesale my product in the Glamatory? And at first it was like, yeah, I can become the black Sephora. And then after I lost so much money trying to wholesale and help everybody else, I was like, I don't have Sephora money. How else can I like do this? Um, So the subscription box was an experiment. It was like, all right, I have a Rolodex of CEO women or prominent women in my phone. Either I've done makeup for for them personally or their brands. You know, how can I marry the two? If I put some emerging brands in a box um, with a notable person or a notable brand, it would give them the type of exposure that they might not could afford at that time. Um, so I just went for it and it worked. <laughs> and, and, especially during the pandemic, that was a big part of my pivot. Like people were expecting and liking things coming in the mail and feeling special at that time and helping some businesses that were really struggling at the time. So, um, we've also been able to have, um, some grants given through my platform, um, right now. We're at eighteen thousand dollars that we've given away over the last two years. Wow! Uh, So I'm really, really excited of the direction of Grind Pretty, and I'm just letting God lead me, uh, because none of this stuff that I'm doing, I would have ever imagined or dreamed of as a child, as a college student. None of it. (laughs) I thought I went to college to just get a job. (laughs) What did you study? End up in these spaces. What did you study in college? Well, when I first went to college, I wanted to be a fashion designer. Okay. I had taken studio, like portfolio art in high school and all that. And I got to school and my parents were like, you know, that's cool. You you can do that on the side. I think you need to get a degree where you can get a job. Mm -hmm. And so I switched to marketing, um, which works because it works now. Um, But when I got out of school, I was working in IT, believe it or not. Uh, So totally different lane, Um, but I, I appreciate those experiences because they help shape, you know, me and prepare me for being an entrepreneur and seeing how corporations run their businesses and, and things like that. Like, I think, um, you know, everyone's experience is is, uh, unique and different, but uh, sometimes I look back, like, how did I even, how did I even get here? And how was I even there? You know, Um, those are just, you know, you let, I'm spiritual, I'm sorry, but I let God just just guide me where I'm supposed to be and and not try to take the reins so much
1: mm-hmm. I love that. I want to backtrack to be a snatch because I'm just so I totally forgot about that because that's how I came across you. I you know it's like one of those things where you just been following somebody and you never really remember what I, yep. I was in makeup school, and you know you're all excited to be a makeup artist. And I had the purple, I think either I got it for my friend or she got it from me, but it was the purple shirt and it had like the, um, the leopard print, uh, beat. Oh yeah. Know. Yep. Yep. I love that. And yep. I'm so happy that you mentioned, um, the Glamatory and Grind Pretty and everything, because that's one of the things I wanted to talk about, which is how are you able to sustain like all of these different business ventures and, you know, every, the different avenues that you come through, because I feel like I have a lot of ideas. It's a lot of things that I want to do, am doing, it's still like, but I'm always stuck on like, how are you going to do this? Where's the money going to come from to execute this? And like everything, like all the things.
0: Yes. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's hard as hell. <laughs> right. And I think I'm just now getting to a place where I'm like, um my head my mindset is in a place where um you know what i'll I'll tell you this like i went through a cohort um in the top of last year and i had like a mentor in there and she just was like you're gonna be burned out if you're not burnt out right now you're gonna be burnt out like and she was like you are you are thinking like a founder instead of a ceo that has resonated with me that is the best piece of advice i've gotten in business because as founders that's just the mindset we have a google mindset let let me try to do this and let me try to do that and then of course resources is part of the issue however we're not as resourceful sometimes with being able to delegate and really find where you thrive it makes no sense for me to try to do graphic design if I'm not artistic, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? If I don't have the skill set and a natural knack for it, it's gonna take me so much longer to do that when I can just go on Fiverr and pay someone $65 or whatever that cost is, I would rather do that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think a lot of it is that, right? And really having a strategy. Um, A lot of times we're playing catch up especially if our minds are in totally different places all the time. Um, I'm learning to strategize a bit more, um, and not, I think also taking the time to not look here and here, but to stay in here, Mm -hmm. right. Which is, it's hard to do. You know, you get on social media, you know, this person's doing this and this person's doing that. It's, You have to account for your own journey at your own time. Um, So I think I'm finally in a place where I'm a bit more comfortable with, hey, this is where I am right now. My success isn't measured by someone else's. Mm -hmm. Um, And it takes a certain level of faith, period. Faith in yourself, a spiritual faith to get you. There have been so many times where I didn't know how I was gonna pay my rent at the glamatory and you know, not giving up. You know, when you feel like you're walking in purpose and finding that purpose, and whatever you're doing, I've never seen something with purpose fail. Um, and I could never quit when I saw a purpose in something that I'm doing. So those days, and I couldn't pay the rent. Someone could have just quit then, right? But I was like, nah. And somebody could walk in that next day and spend five hundred dollars that I needed um so yeah it's not easy the grind is not always pretty um but it's perseverance in the faith and the discipline that it takes to run multiple businesses and still have peace <laughs> right do you have like different um teams in place for each one Or the kind yeah of- yeah yeah um okay. yeah that and that that's the big part of that growth you know um we still don't have the capital right but when you have that mindset that money's going to come regardless is mm-hmm. that's something that you just have to have, um, outside of discipline. Right. But money is just going to come. It's going to come. Um, so I've taken chances, you know, sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't, but when you find those good people, you treat them good and you keep them. Yeah. Right. Um, so I've, i I'm lucky to have teams on both of my businesses that I love, and I will always keep around as long as they will have me, you know? Um, yeah. I think that's the essential part of being, moving from a founder to a CEO mindset because CEOs, they, they, their are business, right? It's founders. It's my baby. I, you know, it's like, it's like someone talk, telling you your kid's bad <laughs> and you're like, don't be talking about my kid, you know, but it might be true. <laughs> what do you need to do to correct it? Um, we have to start that mindset of it's a business and is it working and what's working and what's not working and how can I move around this? Because at the end of the day, you shouldn't be so attached to where it's consumed your everything, Mm. right? I have a kid, so my business can't consume my everything. Um, I think that's the hard part of, of navigating as an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, Do you have any like personal or mindset challenges that you still like deal with as a CEO that, you know, you have to like battle to, you know, still show up for your team and everything like that?
0: Yeah, I think, I think it's a daily mindset um, of success, period. What does that really mean to you? What does that look like to you? I've had unsuccessful launches. Like when those things happen, it's hurtful. But then you have to look outside of that like, okay, what went good? What didn't? What can you change? Is it worth doing this? Is it worth doing that? Um, I think it's that mindset. It's what I just talked about like taking things personal versus being a CEO, which doesn't take anything personal. Um, I think that type of growth is, is, um, something that I'm still working through and still working through the, the balance part, um, balance I've learned is not something that you just get, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't think there's a perfect balance ever. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember being at an event with, um, Kim Fields and I asked her, you know, like, how do you balance? um being a mom and a wife and all the things she does and she's like it's like walking a tightrope at you know a circus performer walking a tightrope every step you take you have to readjust and that's just how life is that's how balance is there's you you have to do it as you go along you know uh, i think that's the, those two things are like the toughest things that i still have to deal with on a daily mm-hmm. i
1: remember my question
0: Yes, <laughs> I come back.
1: Do you have any advice, because this is something I get asked a lot, but for me too, any advice on choosing collaborations wisely?
0: Oh, that's good. That's a good that, question.
1: You know, a lot of people, for where I am now, a lot of people have been reaching out wanting to collaborate with me, but I feel like any time that I've tried to collaborate with people in the past, it never pans out. So obviously I'm like looking, I'm you know, not choosing wisely or overlooking something that I should be considering. So you have any advice on that?
0: Yeah, I think sometimes we feel pressure to say yes mm. prematurely. You know what I'm saying? Um, because hey, this person might have this following. Um, it's not always about that. It's it's about like organically, do we vibe? Do we have the same goals in mind? Like, what's what do we want to get out of this? Um I say like all the collaborations, any collaboration, right? You have to have the same goal in mind and you have to complement each other in some type of way. It can never work if it's one-sided. That's not a collaboration. That's a paid partnership or something. Like it's not going to work. I think also we don't set ourselves up for success because we don't structure our agreements. Um, we, we say, Hey, yeah, let's do this. That sounds great. And everything that I do, I have a statement of work, an agreement, every single thing. Um, even if it's a social media post, like you have to have stuff in writing because that's where things happen with um, expectations and carrying things out yeah. i'm doing x y z at the even dates this date this time this time frame and you're gonna do this 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 and this um so that way you're not disappointed when things don't go your way and you have it in an agreement and if you have a, a timeline of stuff and it's not happening right there you can go back and be like hey girl now you are supposed to do this 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 yeah. And it's not um, it's not a surprise. You know what I'm saying? so I think I think my my advice outside of trying to find collaborations that have the same goal and that that's through communication, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, is structuring those agreements formally in writing, and to the T of everybody knows what they're doing, when it's due, what happens when you don't do it. If there's money involved, how does that work? You know, um, I, those are my top two things on on collaborations. I'll also add um, with reaching out about collaboration because I don't think a lot of people have the experience or the knowledge of. When you're reaching out and you say you reach out and you don't get a response or things like that. Um, I always say, Here's here's my formula. Come up with your quick intro. Nobody wants to read <laughs> a whole story. <laughs> um, quick intro, always find something personal to that person that made them know that you know about them, you did the research about them. Um, and here's what I have to offer. That offer should be something that they immediately say, yeah, that's what I need. Yeah, that's what I want. Um, Make that an offer that you don't see that they could refuse. Um, And follow up. Because a lot of times our offers are good. and We just don't follow up with the people. And just think about the amount of emails that you get, spam and otherwise. Uh, A lot of times it's not that the person doesn't want to work with you. uh, It's that they just... Overlooked it forgot about it, so I think it's it's the it's in the approach and showing them what you're bringing to the table and how you can work together Uh, it's also in the follow up.
1: Absolutely, I love that, thank you for that advice. Mm -hmm. Have you ever played the game never have I ever before that drinking game. I feel like I have. Drinking <laughs> <laughs> game where tradi- traditionally, like if you've done something, you got to take a drink. But I'm trying out a different version on the podcast where if you have done what I'm about to tell you, the never have I ever statement, then tell us the story behind it. Okay. If you haven't done it before, like what advice would you give to someone who has gone through that or is, you know, does this? Okay. So the statement is, never have I ever gone to a job or a client and left an essential part of my kit at home. Have you ever done that before?
0: Oh I just left my uh light <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I've done it okay <laughs> I've done it and it depends on what it is right my light I'm going back to get uh-huh. uh, if I left some little product and it they they live an hour away. <laughs> chalk that up as a loss. and I'm, I'm going to go buy another one. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, I, Have I have lost,
0: left my life? I've left like foundation
1: before. Oh, I've mean, left I first,
0: all kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, when I first started, <laughs> I had to just figure it out. And I was a new artist at the time, so I had to figure it out. But I left like my whole foundation.
0: Uh, you in color? <laughs> nope, nope. Oh, you didn't call her? Oh, I had to call, especially in the beginning. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, um, I left my, yeah, my life. I <laughs> gotta go back and get it because uh-huh. uh-huh. they gonna be using it so hey yeah. right.
1: so you you touched on it a little bit earlier but I would love to know like during the pandemic did, was that like a realization for you to see like what business models were like sustainable
0: or not like during that time pandemic was rough but it was also a blessing mm-hmm. um and it, it again it goes back to mindset I had to let go of the glamatory, which, to be quite honest, I started struggling a little before that. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it goes back to that baby mentality of you. Sometimes you overlook things. You overlook some signs and things that you need to change. Um, That was kind of a force, you know, Um, having to close down because of COVID was devastating for me and I had to deal with it mentally because it also at some point through my semi-depression about it I felt like a failure
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and that's that's a tough pill to swallow even though after I got out of it I knew that I wasn't a failure in fact I probably helped so many people through my journey right um but that's how people stay in those mindsets you know, I could have stayed in that depression and uh woe is me and my life is over and I failed. Um, but it takes, it takes a mindset to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I got out of that and was like, all right, it's kind of like crying, I'm a I'm a crybaby a lot of times. <laughs> I cried out, but then after I cried, it's like, all right, cry it out, now what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's next? Because you can't stay there. Yeah. Um once i was like all right i'm past the pity party what's next it opened my eyes up to so much like i was overworking myself completely and i couldn't see it then because i was in it but when god makes you sit your butt down (laughs) it was the first time in my career that i have really set my butt down and saw things. I'm like, my son is growing up right before my eyes. I have more time with him. I'm having more time with myself. You know what I mean? And, and learning what works for me and finding like that peace. Uh And then I opened my eyes up to what I wasn't doing in e-commerce and you know how I can create virtual experiences and I'm like I'm making more money at home than I was before out there driving all day and doing all these other things you know so again it goes back to mindset it goes back to faith um you know it was a it was a tough time but those two things they work hand in hand
1: absolutely all right thank you so much for sharing that um about that money, like I'm so curious. I'm still thinking about the eighteen thousand dollars that you said you were able to give away because I think that is just so. That's that's like a goal that I have um, to be able to like give back to my community and help them along the way. How
0: were you able to um, do that for your your community? Yeah, um, I think it goes back to that pitch, right? Because when you're you're pitching a, you're pitching a collaboration, that's still a pitch. I pitch to businesses all the time. Sometimes I don't get anything back, and but it doesn't stop me um, because you can get a hundred no's and then that one yes could be that thing, right? Um, so again, mindset of not quitting and being discouraged when you don't get the response immediately. Um, I think that I positioned my pictures so well that businesses saw the value. You know what I mean, and and saw what I was doing, and it wasn't just about profit; it was something bigger. Um, again, purpose. Mm -hmm. Um, and especially at this time, a lot of businesses are wanting to whether it's just corporate responsibility, like I need to do this because I need to look this way. It doesn't matter (laughs) to me as long as I'm giving back. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I use my relationships. Um, I use my relationships and relationships make all the difference with everything it doesn't matter what industry you're in um you know I think skill gets you noticed skill keeps you in a place but it's relationships that get you to the next level every single time um I met Monique from uh, Mayel doing her makeup Mm -hmm. and formed a relationship and she believed in what I was doing so Mayel has given fifteen thousand dollars through 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 grind pretty, mm-hmm. um. And I teamed up with Lotta Body, um, a friend I went to high school with, is in, was in PR. And she's like, "Girl, this is the time. What what do you need? What can I do? You know?" Um. So we gave away three thousand dollars during the holiday. So it's it's relationships. It's relationships and being a good person. Period. All the time. And I know a lot of people like I've been. Everyone's been burned, right? But it's how you recover from that, and move on. You can't move on with, with a hardened heart. Yes, don't be naive, but at the same time, just just be a good person. Being a good person, it it will come back. It'll come back, you know. Even if you've been burned, you learn your lesson. But don't let it harden your heart to where it blocks your next blessing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What's your least favorite part about running your
0: business, man, dealing with people. (laughs) I love people, but sometimes I feel like that Martin episode He's like, it's not me. Gina It's people, people make me mad. Um, sometimes you just can't please everybody. Mm -hmm. You just have to know that you just have to know that I've been, I've been fortunate and blessed enough to not have that doing during makeup application but like customer service stuff you know um like I had a I had a woman she emailed me and was like I'm gonna go to the Better Business Bureau because this lipstick doesn't look like it does in the picture and I'm like lady it is lipstick it is lipstick you can have your fifteen dollars back and it's it's lipstick you know but on the flip side Maybe she was having a crisis at the time we don't know her story yeah but dealing with people is the least even with like artists, you know, like having an agency it sometimes drives me nuts. <laughs> because because you can't. People are people and if someone's late to an appointment, then you gotta deal with it, they don't care about. Susie works for the Glamatory. It's Mimi's fault. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's your fault. You own the business. So dealing with that type of thing comes with the territory. And I can't wait till I get rich enough to where I don't have to deal with none of that. Mm -hmm. I'm just getting reports back. Uh, But right now I still have to deal with that. And uh, that is the part that I love. <laughs> yes. oh
1: God. You do have the agency, you have the membership, and everything. You have a lot going on, so yeah, I'm sure. You deal with people like twenty four seven. Four seven. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what? or well, I do want to know before I let you go about the grind pretty fest that you had because yeah. it looked so good, like the whole nineties thing I was like, dang, even I, to... I saw a couple of people that I know went, and I was so jealous. I was like, heck, wish I was. Yes. There.
0: How was that? oh man again it was just it was an idea that happened at a shoot that didn't go right one of my shoots um and my girl uh dj tracy steel she was so upset that that didn't go right you know like she just she my girl she's like in the in the midst of some stuff not going right she's like you should just like have a festival and like do this and that and i'll do all the music and i'm like <laughs> Now you talking, or you for real? (laughs) I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, that's one thing about me. If it, if it makes sense in my mind, I probably am going to do it. Uh, (laughs) um, So yeah, it was, it was an, you know, an idea that came out and Tracy was like, I'll do the the entertainment side and I'll put together the business stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited about Grand Pretty Fest. Again, another Thing I never thought that I would be doing, yes. um, which is a lot. <laughs> There's so many times I wanted to quit doing that, but uh, you know, dealing with sponsors, dealing with the speakers, dealing—it's a lot. But at the end of the day, was able to give away fifteen thousand dollars. The feedback from the girls and I—you know—I was just in awe that so many people had traveled from so many different places to come to something that little old me created, you know, and, um, I'm really excited about the things that are happening with grind pretty fast. And, and I'm looking forward to doing even bigger and better next year. I can't
1: wait.
0: I'm I'm there next year. Shoot. Yes. Come on. Too much sad. I've been there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've been there too. So at the end of the day, Mimi, like what do you want your, your legacy to
0: be? I want my legacy to truly, it, it's funny, um, grind pretty, I feel like is the thing that is the closest to what where I am. Um, and on the surface, things look pretty. Um, but that grind is not pretty at all. Um, so I would like for my transparency, my journey, the things that I'm doing to always help other women and give other women. Um, the motivation to not quit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that that has become in somewhat a ministry. Like I feel like I'm put here to help other women. Cause even when I started in beauty, it, it still helped women. It helped women with their confidence. It helped them to feel better. Even the talks in the chair were like therapy. And that moved into a different space where I'm touching an even larger audience. Um, so I think that I want my legacy to be like, if she can do it, then I can too.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you have anything that's coming up next or soon that we should be keeping an eye out for? Ah,
0: well, I just launched some stuff with the Glamatory. So we just launched lip liners. We have new lip potion shades. We have new lip drip shades. Super excited about that. So go check that out. And I'm just excited about things and I'm planning for grinds pretty. So stay tuned for some some new collaborations and things to come. Okay. Are you still
1: in the Brown Beauty co-op?
0: You know what? I need to re-up. I need (laughs) to re-up now that I have the new stuff in. I it's on my list to to re-up and and reach out to them. So the answer is yes. (laughs) I will have some new stuff coming there.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well before you go, I have to ask you the Friends of Beauty Rapid Fire questions. Okay. So whatever comes to your mind first, just you know, spit it up. So first one, what are the top three keys to your success so far? Faith. People. Said three. Mindset. Mm-hmm. How do you measure your success?
0: Um, achieving goals.
1: Okay, uh, what's the best advice you've ever received?
0: Think like a CEO and not a founder.
1: Okay, and what advice would you give to another makeup artist who is building their business right now? It just, it just feels like giving up, it's not working,
0: hang it up. Focus on the relationships and the skills. I think they go hand in hand, mm-hmm. but relationships for me come first.
1: Absolutely for me too.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, what's a resource that helps you in your business that you could share with the friends and beauty audience?
0: Mm. I mean, I would selfishly say grind pretty. <laughs> uh, but other than grind pretty, um, gosh, there's so many Um, new voices is pretty cool too. Um, I tune into the emails and the, the, the free, uh, sessions and things that they share through new voices. Hello, Alice as well.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, last one, I want you to fill in the blanket to say, my name is blank and the key to longevity and success is whatever you think it is.
0: My name is Mimi and the keys to longevity and success is faith and discipline.
1: See, that discipline is going to get people messed up. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to get people messed up. That discipline. <laughs> the faith. Yeah, we can work on that, but the discipline. Is- God. <laughs> yeah. right, so before you go, share all your social media or how, however you want people to connect with you.
0: Sure, so you can connect all things Mimi at Mimi J online, Mimi is M-I-M-I. Uh, and then follow Grind Pretty at Grind Pretty and at the Glamatory, T-H-E-G-L-A-M-A-T-O-R-Y. Yes. Are you managing all of these pages yourself or you got somebody doing it? Well, see, the way it's set up right now, <laughs> the way it's set up right now, it's me, um, but I do have some help. We're working on that. We're working on that. Okay. Oh, making out the
1: Instagram. I said, if I need one more Instagram page,
0: okay. <laughs> I had three, but now I'm back
1: down to two. I can't even do it. <laughs> yes, thank you so much, Mimi, for doing
0: this. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me. You keep on going mm <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to the Friends in Beauty podcast. Don't forget, sharing is caring. Share this episode with at least one friend in beauty and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts so that other friends in beauty can find this show. Plus, we'd love to hear your feedback. Connect with us on all social media platforms at Friends in Beauty, hashtag Friends in Beauty to join the conversation, and join our Friends in Beauty Facebook community to stay connected. Talk to you soon.